today I'm excited to have my new friend, Ruthie Gray, on the podcast. We're going to talk about going beyond the empty nest and rekindling passion and purpose. And I don't know where you're at in your in your phase of life, but whether you have kids that are soon to approach going on to college or leaving the nest, or maybe you're already there like me, that you have your kids in college and perhaps you're wondering what's next, what's now for me. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. I'm going to read Ruthie's bio here just so you can get to know her a little bit better and then we'll have a great discussion for you. Ruthie Gray is a wife, a Gigi, empty nester, and a content marketing consultant for Christian entrepreneurs. She specializes in community building for Instagram and newsletter growth. Her hobbies include Florida beach walks, RVing with her husband, reading historical fiction, and Ruthie is the founder of Authentic Online Marketing School, where she teaches her community marketing framework, and she has a podcast at Authentic Online Marketing. And her tagline is, it's so easy your mom or Carol Brady can do it. You can connect with Ruthie on her Instagram or her website at AuthenticOnlineMarketing.com. Ruthie is the author of a new book called Empty Nest Awakening, Weaving the Threads of Your Passion into Purpose, where she tenderly navigates the uncharted waters of this transformational phase for moms, offering comfort, guidance, and a path to discovering joy. Woohoo. Welcome, Ruthie. Yay. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. And I just met you at the Spark um, Media uh -huh. Network uh, conference, and we had a time to chat because you live part time in Florida and then part time in Virginia, correct? West Virginia. West yes. Virginia. Excuse me. Yes. Virginia. Yeah. Yep. We, we, uh, we act, we literally are, we are not snowbirds. We literally go back and forth every single month because my husband's office that he runs is in St. Pete. So it's a cross we have to bear. <laughs> yeah. And we're neighbors now. So I'm not, well, so to speak, because I live in St. Petersburg, yes. Florida. So that's exciting. Yes. Yeah. So Ruthie, let's jump right in because I know that uh, our listeners are, many are in, or at least approaching that empty nest stage and having gone through it myself, I want to really dive into some great nuggets that you have. But first of all, let me just ask in your bio, I said, you're an online marketing coach. So what inspired you to write a book for empty nest moms? <laughs> well, it was a natural uh, progression because most of the women that come to me for online marketing are trying to build a platform and grow their e email list. And they are my age. They are empty nesters. They are the ones that want to be led. They want to be talked to. They want to 
lean into my communities and just, they don't want to do a self-paced course. So these are the people that I regularly work with, that I have conversations with, and the conversations go well beyond Instagram and email marketing (laughs) into, you know, balancing the grandkids and the caregiving and the business and how do you do it all? So Mm -hmm. that's why. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And one of the things that I found with being an empty nest myself now, we're kind of called that sandwich generation or sandwich age Mm -hmm. where we don't have the kids at home per se, but now we're taking care of aging parents. And I know in the book, you do address that because of your own situation. So let's just talk about your book for a second. So your book talks weaving the threads of your passion into purpose. And in this uh, story of how you discovered, talk about your story of how you discovered what you wanted to do in this stage of life. (laughs) Well, it was a lot like um, following a trail of rocks. (laughs) You know, you just you you really didn't know where you were going. I didn't know where I was going. But I found that if I would just take a step towards something that I had a passion for that I liked, um, that God would lead me to the next step. And so sometimes I would ask myself, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. But really now looking back on my journey from just first starting to blog 15 years ago to now running a full-fledged business, I realized that God was in every bit of it. He was in my desires because he had planted them there in the first place. He knew that he was going to lead me to this point to help empty nest moms transition and find out what God wants them to do. Yeah. And I can really relate to that. And and you you are a needle pointer, right? So I just thought that was fun when I was reading your book about mm-hmm. the you have the visuals of the threads and that you needle point. One of the things that I found as I was approaching Empty Nest was kind of the realization. Now I have twin boys that are 21. So mm-hmm. I was going to be, I didn't have the stair steps like you have four kids. And so you had kind of time to adjust as most people. I did not have that situation. I was kind of thrown into, oh my goodness, what's next for me? Because Mm -hmm. my husband still was going to be traveling with his career and I was a stay-at-home mom. I had left my career. So I started this whole journey. And one of the things that I loved in, in reading your book was you do help give a roadmap to help people look at what are you passionate about? What are, what has God put in your heart? Like you mentioned the desires of your heart. And you even mentioned in your book, Psalm 37, 4, um, delight also in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Those are those desires that God put in you that mm-hmm. you might not even recognize were there. Um, let me give you an example. I didn't know. So when I'm starting this process a few years before they were going to graduate high school, God started really showing me that uh, I wanted, to, he wanted me to start painting acrylic painting. Well, I had never had art classes, but he had put desires and also giftings in me that I didn't even recognize were there. And mm-hmm. so I started following the breadcrumbs, as you say, to yeah. pick up these pieces. And then I started painting and just discovered like a whole new world open up to discover me. Do you find that that's mm-hmm. common for people? It is. 
It is. And the the funny thing though is that in this stage of our lives, we know we don't we've lived likely over half of our lives now and time is short and we don't want to waste time. Right. So we want to really spend it on something that matters and leave a legacy. And so I find that we empty nest moms, because we spent a life so full of purposefully correcting children and doing uh, the laundry and all these other tasks that had to be done. And now we don't have to do those. We feel like there needs to be some kind of purpose in what we're doing exactly right now. We have to know why. Mm -hmm. And, and so we think, we're constantly questioning ourselves like, why am I, why do I like doing this? Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I just wasting time? Why do I want to do this? <laughs> and yeah. a lot of times, if you'll just give yourself the freedom of creation and expression in that, mm -hmm. while you're walking with the Lord, yeah. you'll find someday that he's going to use this for his yes. glory. It's for his glory yeah. that he's going to use it. You don't have to have it all figured out. Just take the first step. Yeah. Do you think we idolize clarity? Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. That's a problem <laughs> for us. Yes. We really, we yeah. want to be in control. And yeah. in the empty nest season, we are never less in control of anything. Yeah. Because now the kids aren't all under our roof. Yeah. We don't have control of where they go, who they see, what they do, what they drive. Mm -hmm. And we also don't have control over our parents who are having mishaps or, you know, um, physical emergencies. And so we end up, you know, having to be the person that shows up for whatever it is that mm -hmm. is the catastrophe next or the the good thing you know like grandbabies and, yeah. and being born and things like that so we have this need to want to hold on and 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 know what is going to happen next we mm -hmm. just do and i have never learned more to let go of the situation and and not be such a control freak mm -hmm. as in this stage of life mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And I work with women. Um, I coach a resiliency and that is where right now with empty nest, we really need to, to know what is because need drives behavior. So when we feel that we need to be in control, what I have found is the desire really is to feel secure, mm -hmm. to feel safe. Mm -hmm. And because we don't know this whole new uncharted territory because we've never been here before. And you do address that in the book. You do openly talk about all the fears and that you were driven by fear. And the big mm -hmm. fear of the unknown will paralyze people. And so that is where, too, we have to really lean into the spiritual growth from what I, I help with people with their spiritual growth so they can really have that faith and that foundation to let go to trust God with their kids, with the direction he's leading them into, and really look at it as a discovery of now they get to discover who they are right now in this new phase of life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Two things I really want you to, to address. One of the things that we don't recognize in the emptiness phase is that there's a grieving process that has to take place. 
And when I tell moms, when they go off, when their kids go off to college, that it typically won't hit them right away. And it's Mm -hmm. for some, it's different, right? But what would you say the top three tips for the emptiness mom who is lost or grieving? Well, the first thing that you want to do is take your grief to the Lord. You want to spend time with him, try to cultivate that daily. What does that look like for you? It may be different for you than it looked like for me, mm-hmm. but I had been working towards um, getting up early for years, you know, and spending time with the Lord. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. And so I had already had that in place and my path and and my routine and everything. And so the first thing you want to do, is just make sure that you're cultivating that relationship and being open with the Lord and just telling him how you feel. And then whatever is happening to you at, at the moment, whether it is another hospital emergency or, you know, something else, make sure that you're constantly giving it back to him and, and spending time in worship because the worship puts things in, into perspective. So that'd be my number one tip. Number two is to start journaling. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we don't know what we think and what's in our minds until we start journaling. And in the empty nest, I was able to start. My husband had traveled our whole parenting lives, our whole marriage. And I didn't get to go with him. Until the kids started leaving, they were old enough to bathe and feed and dress themselves and (laughs) and live functionally. And so I finally got to travel with him to Florida and I would go on the beach and I would just journal and journal and journal and, and find out what my thoughts were. So I would encourage you to journal, even if it's digitally, maybe you just want to type, but try to try to type your thoughts. And really that's where it started for me was on Blogspot years ago, just journaling my family's journey and is what it transitioned into from, from there to here. So journal and listen to the Holy Spirit's whispers into your soul. That's number two. And then number three, take a step. After you journal, you're going to kind of sort of know your desires and uh, your your intuitions or your leanings to where you might want to go and what you might want to do next. Mm-hmm. So just take a step towards that thing. It doesn't have to be a giant step. It's just the first step. Maybe you want to take a watercolor class, but so the first step is going to be where is wine locally? Yeah. So you, you look on on the Google, or you ask your friends, or you ask a friend to go with you. So that would just be the first step. Mm -hmm. So take that first step. That's good. That's good. And I'm all about practical, right? Do you find that moms in this phase wonder what's fun now for me? Because they don't have the kids' activities, because Mm -hmm. what was fun for them 
before kids is not going to be fun for them now. What do you offer for them to really kind of discover who they are now and what is enjoyable for them without necessarily a purpose for it, like a business or so forth, just more Mm -hmm. of a hobby? Yes. Um, There's a part in the book where I referred to, I had forgotten how to have fun. I've forgotten how to just sit and stare and be okay with that. (laughs) You know, and just do (laughs) cartwheels and stuff. You know, I I had forgotten. And, um, you know, I was just staring out windows thinking, what am I supposed to do now? But it's good if you can journal, like I said, um, start writing down things you used to do that were fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to have a cat and I had this periscope. It was the funnest thing. I got it from Buster Brown for free <laughs> when my mom got my Buster Brown shoes and the, I had bunk beds and the cat would be on the top bunk. And I would look at that cat through that periscope and I thought it was hilarious because I could see it up there, but it couldn't see me down below or, or that I was looking at it. And for, you know, as a seven-year-old, I thought that was hilarious. Um, So it might be just something as simple as maybe you get a cat, (laughs) you know, maybe you get a pet, maybe that's what you need, but start writing down things you used to do that you liked. Mm -hmm. Think about uh, things that you did your surroundings when you were growing up with your family, things that you enjoyed. Um, Think about your, your learned skills. I have a whole diagram in the book that kind of walks you through this and kind of just jot those things down and kind of brainstorm and, and just do something small from that. Yeah. So good. And that's what I love about your book. It's very practical. And I have found too, we have to give ourselves permission to do this Mm -hmm. and not feel guilty because we're not being productive. We're so used to productive mode. Do you find that with, with your, with your women that they feel guilty about just not doing anything productive? Yes. I just got off uh, a call with my membership and, and one of the ladies said, you know, I felt like I wasn't productive the last time I was in this group. And so I thought, well, I'm not really doing anything right now as far as a podcast or anything. So I should just, I should just withdraw. Her membership wasn't even up, but she was like, I, 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 I I shouldn't do this. Mm. And she said, I don't know why I did that because I love community. And even if I don't have a specific purpose, I love pouring into community and giving them ideas. And so it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to have a purpose. What you need to do is feed your soul with something that is joy. Mm -hmm. You need hope and you need joy in this season. Yes, you need to grieve and you need to allow yourself to grieve, but you need something to look forward to. Life isn't over. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying I'm just getting fired up. This is the best half of my life because now I know who I am. (laughs) Yes. So you mentioned something. This was the other thing I wanted to ask you about the importance of community, because this is what I find with women is uh, who's my community now? And I know you have a mantra in your book called uh, or that you say community grows opportunity. What how do you how does that apply to empty nesters? Well, if we are honest with ourselves, 
the more we stay to ourselves, the more inward focused our thoughts are. And that isn't going to do us any any good. It's toxic, actually. Yeah. And so the best thing you can do for yourself is to join a knitting club or a cycling club or a Bible study group at church. Call a friend and say, let's join this. Like, do, do the easy button, whatever will make you do it. Lean into it and then cross off each week that you go have a goal. I'm going to go for six times and I don't, if I don't like it, then I'm not going to continue to do it, Mm -hmm. but go with the purpose of giving. It's kind of like when we went to spark, I thought, Lord, normally I'm a selfish person. I just am. I'm a selfish introvert. And I said, Lord, let me go with the purpose of blessing others. Don't let me make this all about me. And so I tried to keep that thought intentional and I came away with the biggest blessings. That's so good. And so that's, I think that's what we have to do is determine it is about me and it's to feed my soul in community, but it's also about the Lord and it's about others. Mm -hmm. Very well said, because I found two because I didn't know anyone at Spark either. And I just went with, Lord, who needs to be listened to? Just the fact that someone needs someone to say, I see you, I hear you, and you're important. Just mm-hmm. to listen to you. And we learn so much by listening to other people because we actually can start to discover things about ourselves and awaken some things. And it's like, oh, I hadn't thought about that before. And uh, so it's an exciting time. It doesn't have to be scary. So if people want to get uh, to know you better and your book, how would they best get in contact with you? Well, there's two ways. One is to go to my website, authenticonlinemarketing.com slash book is where the book is. But that is also my website. You can see everything that I offer there. Um, And the other way is to just put in ruthiegray.com and you'll be taken to my book. (laughs) Wonderful. And I will have all of that in the show notes and make the links real easy for people so they can get contact or connected with you. So awesome. what I, what I love to do, Ruthie, I'm going to put you on the spot with my guests. I love for my guests to pray for people. I always pray for people at the end. Would you pray for that woman right now who might be fearful, uh, wondering what's next for her and just, be able to release a blessing over her? Absolutely. Father, I thank you for the empty nest, even though at one point in my life, I thought it was the worst thing that had happened to me. I pray for the mom out there that is feeling this or is feeling impending doom that it's coming. I pray that you will reach down and show her through your people and through your word that her life isn't over, but that you have a purpose for her and it can be joy filled and it can be fun and there can be community and there is hope. You're not done with her. You have a purpose for her. You're calling her to something, but more than likely, You're calling her to someone and 
to minister to others somehow. We don't know what that looks like, Lord. But I just pray that you will help the woman listening to this who needs hope to journal, to spend time with you, and to commit her way to you and take that first step into the next exciting part of her life. And we pray these things because of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Ruthie. And I look forward to getting to know you better now that uh, we're so close in Florida. Yes. We're and have to have uh, lunch. I agree. All right, everyone. Until next time, you were created to thrive. Friend, I hope you were blessed by today's episode, and I pray it encouraged you or helped you grow in some way. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else who's been praying for a breakthrough or they want to grow or need encouragement or empowerment? I would also love it if you would go take 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This is how I know you're liking this podcast, and it also helps others become aware that I exist and they can hear the gospel. You can take a screenshot also of your review and then share it with me on social media. Tag me at Lori, L-O-R-I-K-A-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R, Lori K. Snyder. And that way I will know too that this is a blessing to you. Thanks so much, friend.